Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm J.A. Plosker. You can always find out more at thenobodyguidetolife.com. Thank you so much for joining us. When you think of your physical health, what comes to mind? Do you, do you think about uh, the vitamins you take? Do you think about going to the doctor when you feel sick? Do you think about going to the gym, running, or eating better? These are all ways that we can get healthy or maintain physical health. But what about spirituality as a way to stay physically healthy? Well, for my guest today, these aren't strangers in the pursuit of health, but powerful partners to ensure optimal functioning. Dr. Trish Murray is a physician certified in internal medicine, osteopathic medicine, energy medicine, and functional medicine. She's taught hundreds of physicians, and her nationally accredited courses are sought after by professionals worldwide. After suffering a personal injury and losing her mother to Alzheimer's, Trish realized she had to be responsible for her own health. She founded the Discover Health Functional Medical Center and has supported thousands of patients on their personal healing journeys. She continues to spread her message of optimal health through her new book, Make a Dent in Chronic Disease, your guide to living pain-free through functional medicine. Welcome to the show, Trish. Oh, thank you, Jay. That was wonderful. Well, it is wonderful to have you here. You know, a doctor who does energy medicine, that's not a pairing you often find. Tell us about your journey of healing that, that brought you to that road, to, that brought you to that path. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, when someone asks you about your path and your life and, and, it's like, how many hours do you have kind of thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> Where do you right. start? But, you know, you brought up that I bring out, in, brought up in my bio, the idea that I was injured myself and, and, and my mom right. uh, had a long path towards passing uh, with Alzheimer's. So I injured myself in my teens as a pretty elite athlete. Um, and boom, right. within moments, my life as an athlete pretty much was over because I herniated a disc in my low back. So at the age of oh. about 18 or 19 years old. So, you know, you faced with struggles like that, you, you leaps of learning, you know, <laughs> occur. Um, right. And then I be actually became a high school teacher along my path. And then I left teaching to go to medical school because I was always searching for more answers of how to heal and understand our physical beings, but also along my path and watching my mom's mind decline, um, there was also a time in my life when she used to have headaches and I would literally put my hands on her head and, and it was pretty amazing what I was feeling. And I was probably in my teens at that time. So you notice there were these right. little inklings along the way of energy for me. Right. Um, and then when I became a, a full-fledged doctor and I was an internist, um, and then I also had been trained in osteopathic medical school, you know, to use my hands with people, you can't interact with people in that way and not feel some pretty amazing things from cranial sacral or myofascial release or some of the, the connective tissue of the body and the energy field, you're interacting with it. So for me, right. I had all these questions, like, what am I feeling and what is going on here? Um, and that led right. me to search. And so I also, uh, of course, asked the question, why are some people able to make changes in their lives and other people, let's say, not, you know, as you observe right. and work with people? And so, again, more questions and more learning. And I ended up um, down the street from where I worked at one time was a place uh, where they were an energy medicine, holistic medicine facility. 
and they had something on shamanic journeying. And I ended up going that evening and they're drumming and we're journeying and I'm realizing, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life when I walk in the woods and the trees talk to me. And I get answers when I pose questions to the universe. And so I was obviously like, wait a minute, these people are telling me that I'm not weird. (laughs) Right, right, right. And the things that have been (laughs) happening for me throughout my life, I can actually study it and understand how to do it better. And so that led me down the path of also training in shamanic healing and energy medicine. Well, you mentioned a few interesting things back there about craniosacral. I know, you know, for some of our listeners may may not know, a a DO physician, an osteopathic physician is a traditionally trained physician, like an MD. But they have, it's my understanding that there are areas that are available in DO training that aren't necessarily available in an MD program. And I think that's what you referenced. Can you explain a little bit about what you mean by craniosacral and and myofascial? First of all, a medical doctor, an MD, is a traditionally medically trained doctor. And a a gentleman by the name of Andrew Taylor Still, back in the 1800s, basically 1860s Civil War after the Civil War era, was trained as a medical doctor. But he actually, his whole family got meningitis and he lost all of his children. And he was just like, wait a minute, I was not able to help them. And so he started of the era, there were a lot of different types of healers at his time. It's kind of like today, you know, a paradigm of many different types of healers. And so he was unsatisfied and he went looking again with questions and looking for answers. And he realized that when he interacted with the, the connective tissue of the body and the energy of the body with his hands, and he did manipulation and brought balance back into the system, He not only improved the balance of the structure, but he improved the blood flow. He improved lymphatic drainage, which improved the immune system, and he improved and optimized people's health and saved more people from the acute infections of his era than any of the medical doctors were doing. And so he initiated and started a whole new form of medicine called osteopathy. Um, So an osteopathic doctor, is in the United States in particular licensed as a traditional medical doctor as well as trained extra in the hands-on manipulation. Um, Now cranial sacral is when you put your hands particularly on the tissues of the head and the cranium, but you can put your hands actually anywhere on someone's body and feel the energy flow, the thing that causes us to be alive the energy, the, the soul, the, the flow of living beingness, consciousness in ourselves. And you can interact with that and, and find, you know, you could be focusing on someone's bones of the cranium itself. You could be focused on the fluid of the cerebrospinal, uh, cerebrospinal fluid, or you could be, for example, focusing on the meninges, which are the dura, the connective tissue that's very thick, like saran wrap around the cranium. Or you could even be on someone's energy field. But the point is you're using your hands, you're feeling it, you're sensing it, and you can actually, I guess the only other thing I'll say about it is you're better off to flow with it and then have an intention to help it come to balance. It's more than to think to yourself, I am the healer that's going to make it do this or that. That, That's the wrong intention. It's more bring balance and health to this person. So it's more of a 
partnering with the person and their energy to bring about a healing state. Is that the primary focus of your practice? Is was that what you started out wanting to do? Is that something you kind of went back and did a little more in? How did you come to that passion? How did you come to that as the road you wanted to take? Well, that's an excellent question because again, it brings me back to my training through shamanic healing more because the more I got into it, the more I realized it's all about, we are all wounded healers and we're all wounded. And whether you become a healer or not, you know, if a healer becomes a healer, then you're a wounded healer, but you, you only can be as good of a healer as you are healed yourself. And, and we're only here in these bodies to learn to come to balance as best we can and learn the lessons we chose to try and learn this lifetime. So for me, it's about trying to come into right relationship. And in shamanism, we talk about a term called Aini, and that means right relationship, right relationship with spirit, right relationship with yourself, right relationship with all the people you come in path with, and a balance between body, mind, and spirit, and right relationship amongst all of those things. I can tell you that when I first started training, for example, one of my first experiences of going, let's say, to an entire week-long training in shamanic healing, I'll tell you just a quick story. We were staying in this old home, you know, like an old mansion that had been donated when the people passed and the family didn't keep it you know and we so it was a very old home and it was a big mansion and i went to go to bed one evening and you know it was dark in this hallway and i went down and i was going in to flick the light on in my bedroom and something swooped down by my head and i was like what What? it freaked me out (laughs) totally to the point where i was flying out the door and there was like this garbage can in the hallway and i tripped over it so here is this pretty confident and in control person that's now screaming and flying back. <laughs> and everybody came running like, are you okay? And there I am laying on the floor and I'm like, something just swooped down at me. And it turns out of course, it was a bat that was in right. the room. Now the next day we look up bat and bat from a shamanic energy perspective is all about death to the old and transition into the new. So my point of it is this, that was one of my first messages from spirit that, you know, nothing is coincidence. The days of who you were are now over if you're stepping on this road. And so that happens all the time to us, meaning these types of experiences. And if you're open enough to realize that they're messages and nothing is just coincidence and you look into them and try and understand them and be in right relationship with them, then you realize that the universe has your back all the time. Right. Right. And it's really quite neat. So that's sort of just a, you know, one example of so many experiences along my path. And I'm never done as we, none of us are ever done until we pass and maybe come back again. But <laughs> Well, you know, Trish, I love that you bring that story up. Cause I remember uh, when I was in my early twenties, when I first began to study, you know, spiritual concepts, in earnest, I remember somebody saying to me at the start, you know, are you sure this is a path you want to go down? Because we, we always, we jump onto this path quite often thinking, yes, this is what I want. And we, we put out an intention to the universe, make me spiritually complete. Well, when you say those things, you're sort of issuing a challenge in a way, you know, if you're, if you're an impatient person, you're going to be presented with opportunities for patients. And that's not an easy thing. And I remember the person said to me, are you sure? Because you can't unring the bell. You can't 
unturn the door handle. And I love that you talk about that story and you said who you were before you're leaving behind. And it's scary at that moment. It's scary to bring your life into balance. It's scary to, to, to train yourself in new modalities. It can be very scary. So what do you think about your own life in terms of bringing yourself into balance? So you talked about being a wounded healer. And of course, that begs the question, what was the process like for you then of healing those wounds as you started learning these different modalities? Oh, yeah. I mean, as you, for example, first of all, as you said, if you step on the road, it is not a smooth, easy road. If you think about it, there's always ups and there's downs. So throughout my 10 years of shamanic training and, and journey, there's obviously been ups and downs and there's been parts of my path to be a shamanic healer you, you, there's processes of of letting go of your shadow of letting go of your old baggage but of course you got to go back through that baggage but you right but my but the thing about Aini and the thing about right relationship is you're developing a relationship with spirit with universe whether you call it spirit whether you call it universal subtle energy um it's there and it's it's all loving and it's supporting so it's not always easy but it's like any relationship that's a really positive relationship in your life where you get to know somebody first of all you got to get to know on each other get to know one another you got to learn about each other and then you have to learn to build trust over time with each other so that's what i look at my relationship with spirit is that and with the universal energy is that I work very hard to develop a better and better relationship with the universe and and subtle energy every day. And so, right, you know, again, for me personally, there were my mom lost a child at the I was only two and my brother drowned at the age of six. So you can think about how my mother was she was depressed throughout my lifetime and she was there to care for me but there was a level of inability to be present due to her own losses and her own horrors and her own depression and her sorrow um so i grew up pretty quick and you know i had my wounds from that just like anyone else with whatever their experience was in their childhood or their growth or their life and so i through the different trainings and opportunities through the training process i obviously worked through those things and i faced whatever emotions and whatever pains and whatever hurts were there and does that mean i don't have any left absolutely not (laughs) we all again have more work to do all the time but i constantly am open to the fact that i can go to the depths of of pain and sorrow and fear and still come back and be alive and actually healthier and more balanced as a result. It's so interesting. The, cause what you're, what it sounds to me like you're talking about is the idea of standing in your imperfections and knowing that you can still make a contribution. And I say that because I, I think sometimes we, we think we have to wait for a perfect time. Okay. I have to be completely healed or I have, once I reach enlightenment, once I'm sitting in nirvana, then I will pursue my interests in healing or life coaching. 
But that's not what's necessarily required. What's required is the willingness to step into your greatness, step into your gifts, even knowing that you are, as you said, a wounded healer. And I think it's our trials that make us more empathetic with people, that make us more effective healers, more effective coaches, more effective therapists. So I love that you bring that message to us. I think that's a really important message that you bring. Absolutely. I mean, if you wait, you, we wouldn't be here in these bodies if we were completely enlightened. Yeah, right. So if you're waiting <laughs> for that, you're, you're going to be waiting a lot of lifetimes. For it. So, That's know, right. And don't step out. You know, I don't look at I am the teacher and my patients are, are my students. That's that's you know, there's a certain part that I may be further a little long along a journey and I may have learned a couple more tools along the way and so forth. But I learn from my patients all the time. And my patients right. learn from me. It's a, it's a relationship. Each of us has something to bring to that. And there is no box Absolutely. that everybody fits in. It, it has to be individualized right. and personalized. Right. There, you know, there's no better time to pick up that book than now. There's no better time to change your diet than now. There's no better time to make the step that you want to make than right now. And those aren't just words. That's the, the truth. That's the process. It has to be that way or nobody would do anything. You know, if everybody waited until they had an MFA in creative writing to write a book, there would be four books in the library. So you, 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 you have to take the step now and be brave, have courage and be willing to be a little vulnerable and a little wounded and to realize that that's the process of healing. Absolutely. And, and again, the idea that healing is not just about the body. You know, we think yes. in our era, if you put a hierarchy on body, mind, and spirit, you know, in our modern era, we would probably put mind at the top, body in the middle, mm. and spirit somewhere, if you will, down at the bottom, you know, as, as the industrial right. era and the, and the modern era. But if you go back to native times and tribal times, those cultures put spirit at the top, body, let's right. say, in the middle, and mind somewhere down at the bottom. But for me, right. it's a, we all, the goal is to try and come as best as possible to a balance between body, mind, and spirit. And the idea that we all know someone who, for example, might, you know, you see them and all they do is focus on the body. And they're always exercising right. in the mind, maybe too, but the body, 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 and they're exercising, they got to look perfect and in the mirror and this and that. And, but they don't even have a connection to energy. And you talk about energy and they're like, what are you talking about? Versus the right. other person, let's say, that is completely connected to energy and spirit and doesn't even focus on their body, you know, right. and neither one is actually balanced. And that's why for me in the functional medicine world, which is my latest specialty and where I believe the answer is, especially for our era of chronic disease, and the majority of us are hypersensitive to our environments, and we're getting right. beat up by all the toxins and all the stress and all the emotional baggage. And we've got to try and find, we, we've got to take care of our bodies and you, you've got to avoid the toxins and the glutens and the food sensitivities and the processed foods, or you can't truly connect with spirit because your nervous system and your consciousness is so depleted. That's an, um, that's an excellent point. And I, sometimes I think we get, people will get envious of a bodybuilder 
or they'll get envious of a guru who, you know, well, I wish I had a body like that, or I wish I had a spirit like that. But really, it's the idea of, of balance. And that's what I think is so interesting about your journey, because you wrote Make a Dent in Chronic Disease. You, you try to bring all of these ideas together to help readers formulate a plan that they can follow for health. Tell us about how your book takes all these ideas and, and, and gives readers a, a place they can go to really to make a difference in their own Absolutely. health. Absolutely. So my new book, really, really <laughs> excited about it. I'm just over the top. Um, and I've been working on it over the last year. But, but the point of the book is make a dent in chronic disease, your guide to living pain free through functional medicine. And my point of it is so many of us, as I said before, are hypersensitive to our environments and our immune systems are just completely out of control. And so right. it's this causing the root cause of so many chronic diseases of autoimmune disease and, and uh, anxiety, depression, you know, eczema, psoriasis, irritable bowel syndrome, you name it, you know, this immune system inflammation and hypersensitivity is such a huge part of the root cause of chronic disease. So the first thing right. I do in this book in chapter one is talk about your immune system, which is a very complex system, but I take it and I use analogies such as that the immune system is like your military and it has the army, the air force, the, the Navy. And, and I explain how this system works. So you be the, right. at the end of chapter one, you're like, Oh, that's what my immune system's supposed to do. And that's how it works. Right. And then once you get an idea of how it works, then I talk about the fact that your environment and its relationship and effect on your immune system or your, your immune system's interaction with your environment is what causes you to either be the immune system to be strong and healthy and quiet or totally hypersensitive and out of control. And then, if your military, for example, is always having to fight constantly and they never get to rest or sleep, then I'm sure we've all heard the concept of friendly fire, where the military right. is going to make mistakes. And so that leads you down a path of autoimmunity, where your own immune system attacks your own thyroid gland, or it attacks your joints, or it right. attacks your brain, like multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's disease. So I explain all of that, and then the rest of the chapters of the book there's a chapter on stress and your perception of your world leading you towards inflammation or not, for example. Right. Another chapter talks about diet. Another chapter talks about toxicity, such as the toxins. We all live in a toxic world and how to decrease your exposure to toxins. And another chapter talks about infection like Lyme or Epstein-Barr. If people have had mono, if your immune system isn't strong enough, you can get reactivations because that virus is hiding in your body and your immune system, if right. it's too exhausted, can't eradicate the bugs. So that's pretty much what the book uh, talks about. And then, of course, I talk about, well, what can you do? <laughs> you know, and I give right. suggestions. You know, a lot of this, I, I live a lot of these, I've been studying these principles for years as well in an effort to bring my own health into better focus. And so a lot of these ideas right now about the power of the gut, the power of reducing inflammation, the power of really paying attention to, you know, LDL markers, inflammatory markers like C-reactive, the importance of making sure your body is functioning at optimal levels really spoke to me. And so it sounds like you're giving readers 
the basic education in those, because once you understand the effect that these things have, not only are you more motivated to make a plan, but you really want to see it through because you can understand the practical effects that these things have on mind, body, and spirit. And you understand that you have the power. Meaning yes. this, the whole point of the book is to empower you so that yes. you realize that to come to a doctor that maybe gives you a uniform and says, okay, you have MS or you have Parkinson's disease right. or you have rheumatoid arthritis. Well, thanks doc. Now what do I do? <laughs> and and right. Right. And another pill and another pill that actually blocks your immune system from becoming stronger and actually breaks it down right. even more. The traditional right. medical model is broken. And I think more and more yeah. people are realizing that. And the point is, if you get to the root cause of your individual imbalances and you're willing to step on the journey we talked about earlier, and it's not an easy journey. But if you're willing to start taking the steps and you don't go from point A to point 100, you go from point A right. to point B and you say, oh, that helped. Okay. All right. right. I think I can do point C. <laughs> and then, right. and so it's one step at a time, but you have the power. And if you That's learn right. and you, for example, read my book, you can say, wow, I can just eat more color and I don't mean Skittles. <laughs> you know? Right, right. If you eat more color, <laughs> you know, red, yellow, green, blue, purple of fruits and vegetables rather than white and brown, you're going to immensely improve your health and, and optimize your immune system and optimize your ability to connect with spirit and energy. Right. I mean, it can be as simple right. as that as a first step. And those are the types of things I present in the book to try and empower people to optimize their, their, their own health and the balance between body, mind and spirit. Wow. So based on that, then what's a tip or tool that you can give us to help us on our own journeys? Right when this podcast ends, what, we can, what can we do to help our journeys of personal and spiritual growth? What's your big tip? Number one thing that I tell everyone, especially when I talk to them about energy and spirit in their life, is we, every single one of us needs a daily practice. And when okay. I say that, and it doesn't have to be one thing, but it has to be the development of a practice. And five to 10 minutes, whether that's, that's right. to connect and develop a relationship with yourself and with spirit and with energy and quiet your crazy sympathetic nervous system. So take <laughs> five minutes and just do deep breathing or take five right. minutes and go for a walk by yourself or take five minutes and do meditation, or five minutes and do a mantra. Pick your practice, and what you try today might work for you, might not. So maybe you have to keep trying things until you find the one that works for you. But the right. bottom line is you've got to emphasize positive emotions in that practice. Right. Thankfulness, gratitude, compassion, joy. So whether you're doing deep breathing and emphasizing thankfulness and giving gratitude for the things in your life, or whether you're walking through the woods and being thankful for the things in your life and grateful, or thinking of what you're joyful about today, it, it, the actual activity is up to each person to decide what works for them. But the tip or right. tool is that you've got to have a tip or tool. <laughs> and you right. need to make it a part of your daily life. Right. I love that, Trish. That's, that's the whole reason I started this podcast mm -hmm. because I, I wanted to 
make the point over and over, week to week to week to week, guest to guest to guest, show to show. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be, as I, as I always say, you don't have to be rich, famous, or ordained to tap into wisdom. It just takes five minutes and the willingness to show up. So I love that tip, Trish. I absolutely oh, love well, that. Because it's just, that's how I live my life. My practice today is not what what my practice was five years ago, but still right. a daily practice of some sort. Right. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And on that wonderful, wonderful tip, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nobody Guide to Life. Thank you so much, Dr. Trish, for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Jay. Thank you so much for asking me. And I want to remind our listeners, our physical health has definite effects on spiritual health and vice versa. You all know that the mind, body, spirit connection. But did you hear that other word mind? That's our ability to think and explore, to find new ways to grow spiritually and make better choices that will help us physically go out there, do some research, do some reading, get Trish's book and read it. Use your mind to teach yourself about your spirit and your body. Use them all and live well. You can find out more about Dr. Trish and her book, Make a Dent in Chronic Disease, at discoverhealthfmc.com. And her book is now on Amazon. And you can find her podcast at trishmurray.podbean.com. I've listened to a few episodes and they are very, very, very much chock full of really important information. The links will be in our show notes at thenobodyguidetolife.com. And you can always check out more episodes at thenobodyguidetolife.com. Reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View or now on Instagram at J.A. Plosker or join our Facebook community, Simple Spirituality. If you liked what you heard on this episode, please consider sharing it with someone you know or someone you think could use the information. Keep practicing and have a good week.